episode four of Sister Mom. The title of my episode, do your boobs hang low? Do they hang low? <laughs> and I say that because Janisha is going to be sharing her breastfeeding experience and she is going on two years. Two plus. Plus, I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> add that plus in there. But that's where we got that title. And if you did not listen to last week's episode, I shared my experience, my breastfeeding journey with D uh, that lasted six months. Yes. So, <laughs> like an exactification of six months. <laughs> so this week, we're going to allow Janisha to share her experience. I'm going to ask her a couple questions. And uh, they are different from the questions from last time. So it's a continuation of last episodes. Feel free to go back and listen or watch. Uh, so we're just going to jump right in. Are you All ready? Right. I'm ready. <laughs> All right. So that first question in last week's episode, we discussed latch. We talked about techniques. We both were adamant about asking professionals. So that's lactation consultants. And uh, the first question I have is about latch. How was your latch and your technique with Imani? Did you experience anything out of the norm? Um, please share. So yeah, so um, I brought up in one of our episodes, the fact that um, my doula, so I had a lactation consultant and a doula. Um, <clears throat> my doula was mentioning that there was a possibility that Imani had a tongue tie because I was really struggling with her latching on correctly. Um, like when I told you at the hospital, the nurses helped me. I went to a lactation consultant. I went to the doula, but I was determined y'all. And I had my mind made up. It's really hard for people to change it. So I was like, we're going to figure this out. So the doula, even, you know, some people think of doula just through the birthing process, but depending on the doula, they still will give you some support about a month, you know, maybe for like another month or so afterward to make sure your transition is good. And so she came over to the house and just kind of helped me as well in person. Um, one of the things that Shelly kind of brought up last week was just recognizing also that um, when you when you breastfeed, when you nurse, the baby is not just sucking on a nipple. They have to have a great um, latch to like around, like think of like a suction cup, right? Like a su suction cup on your boob. So just kind of like have a, a, a big amount that will go in um, their mouth. And they always talked about pointing the nipple upward, like toward the, the roof of their mouth. Um, so I think that I'm a, if I have a good teacher, I think I'm a pretty good learner. I just think after a period of time, I understood better what I had to do. One for me, one of the big things in the beginning was holding and cupping my, my breast in order to get a good latch on. Um, I can't remember all the techniques. I do know, of course, we said the football hole was amazing until they got too big. <laughs> um, but I think once they got big enough, we knew how to do it, you know? So we didn't have to worry about it. But one thing, Shelly, I forgot. Remember they had a favorite side? Yes. Like, yes. They, they both had a favorite side. Like one side, they would do well, no pain, no nothing. Then the other side would be like, what you doing? <laughs> they fumbling themselves. It's like, right. Like this ain't right. <laughs> That's funny. I forgot about that. I do remember one technique you discussed prior in a prior episode when we were doing the old episodes on Facebook mm -hmm. was to put your nipple at their nose and let them come up to it because it forces them to open their mouth wide. Mm -hmm. And so that was such a good idea. And of course, the cupping and putting it at their nose was like everything. Just don't squirt it up their nose. I did that. <laughs> 
So I was kind of like, how did that resolve the latch, the tongue tie, possible tongue tie? Did you say that? So, I mean, in general, after, after the different appointments, right, we went to lactation consultant, the doula came over. After all that, it just got to the point where she just figured it out. And between the two of us, we figured it out. Um, to this now, I don't, if nobody ever said anything about it, I would have never even considered a tongue tie. And I look at her now, I don't think she has one. I think we just were struggling. And in the beginning, um, maybe her tongue was a little short for what it you know, could have been at that point. But I will say it never came up again. That's okay. Yeah. And just knowing Imani now, she's such a fast learner. I yeah. All are alike. If you have a good teacher, you're a good learner. <laughs> and you were teaching her. You're like, you're going to get this nipple in your mouth. You're going to learn today. <laughs> <laughs> I see it now. Imani's such a quick learner. So that's a lot of what it was. Yeah. Right, so my next question is related to supply. So again, different for every woman. What was your experience with your milk supply? I had zero <laughs> issues with supply. Um, one thing I will tell you, and I couldn't think of the word, Shelly. Do you remember the word when you first start, the milk doesn't always come in right away. It's something else. Meconium? No, that's the poop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> It's like four milk or something. I know what you're talking about. That clear, yeah. that's so important for the baby. It's so important. But just so you all know, a lot of times your breast milk itself doesn't come in right away. It takes time. And so they're just getting whatever that first pre-milk is. I can't think of the word right now. Um, they get that first. So after that, so it took about a week or so for mine to come in um, fully, my breast milk to come in fully. So for, yeah, for that first week, I probably was a little bit worried. Like, is she getting any milk, you know? But after that, my milk came in. And when it came in, it came in, y'all. Um, so I had no issue with, with supply at all. Like Shelly was saying how she didn't really have the issue with being engorged. The first time I did that, which was I, my parents were probably in town or something. And I probably slept a little bit through the night. And it was ridiculous. Like techniques of how to relieve, um, you know, what could become mastitis but engorged boobs is they say in the shower let the water let warm water run down to kind of help some of the milk just release itself or you know it might be kind of pushed down a little bit um like hang over the bed and just kind of let them dangle and um sometimes it helps some of the milk release milk release as well um nurse like that like let them get the milk out like that um because what happens is when they get full it gets hard like a rock. I remember you telling me that. I'm like, okay, I can't wait for that to happen. Like, I want to know, girl, I don't know nothing about that life. <laughs> like a rock. Okay, so tip for people who have um, a lot of breast milk that comes in. Um, you know, at nighttime, a lot of times milk is going to come out while you're sleeping and in the beginning. And so there's like these, you know, like um, nipple pads or breast milk pads. I don't know what you call them. And I used to get the the pack from the store, like you just throw away, you know, you put one on, look like a cotton ball, you know, cotton pad, put it on, throw it away. But I found these ones that were washable. So I bought some washable ones. So I had to go to the store and buy new ones every day going week because I had to use them all the time. Um, so I had a ample amount of breast milk and I had to pay attention because if I didn't pump enough or nurse enough, they would get engorged and it would hurt bad and it's hard to get that milk out once it's once it's like 
hard like a rock like that. Mm. So I had zero, zero issues <laughs> with supply. It's so important to have, you know, the polar opposite stories to be shared. Like, yeah. Your story be so different. Yeah. Give me my nipple pads. Like, girl, I don't need these. Ain't right. Ain't nothing like it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So the biggest question people want to know, when did Imani start sleeping through the night? Yo, <laughs> it, I'm, I feel, I'm like an overachiever, right? This yeah. mom stuff, I be like, Janisha, like, you kind of suck sometimes. Like, like just kind of trying to follow, you know, formulas that people give, right? So the one pre-answering this question, I know this not right, but I'm going to tell you what I won't do next time. When you're at the hospital, they say, wake your baby up every two hours and feed them in the middle of the night. If you I, have a baby. I, you just had a baby, right? But don't sleep. Just wake up every two hours. So I did it. I followed the rules. I wrote down the time on the paper, woke her up every two hours, even though she was sleeping peacefully, woke up every two hours. I will not, absolutely will not do that next time because what it turned into was a pattern. And the pattern became, she got home, she was waking up every two to three hours to nurse. So um, I'm two, Imani is two years and two months. And I would say about uh, 18 months-ish, I got to the point of like, I can't keep waking up. <laughs> in the middle of the night like she still was waking up but it would be like three about about three hours yeah it was still about three hours like every night for over a year and you know the doctor would say like okay well when she wakes up just give her less like less than the amount of time first um that she's on and then um skip a feeding like when she wake up one you can give it to her but the next one she wake up skip it imani could be like a little spaz monster yeah so i struggle a whole whole lot but i think what people you know what people used to tell me is like when they get older and they understand it becomes a lot easier because they know what you're saying they know what's going on so what helped me really was time once she got closer to two she's a really smart baby so once she got closer to two it was easy to understand like i would say you know imani milk all gone you know, so she'd be like, milk all gone. She would be sad, milk all gone. I'm like, yes, milk all gone. Um, so when I got to weaning her off some, then I was able to get to the point. My first first wean was night weans. We're not waking up in the middle of the night to nurse. And I did get to that point. So we are at a point where she doesn't wake up to nurse, but her body is still kind of conditioned that she wakes up usually at least once, you know, a little bit, but it'll go right back to sleep. Um, but that that conditioning, even just from that week, you know, three days in the hospital and then doing it at home because that's what I'm supposed to do. It really messed me, really messed me up. Yeah. I remember trying to do this every two hours because they told me to. Again, I'm not disciplined like you, so I didn't even hear that alarm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Shelly will straight sleep through alarm. I'm, I'm in the other room on the other side of the house. I'm like, both of them are not, don't hear that alarm? I don't understand. But yeah, I know I, I didn't ask this question earlier, but we've stated you're two years and two months into breastfeeding. Was that your plan? Like how long did you intend or plan to breastfeed? So I started off with a year. In the very beginning, I said, I want to do it at least till she's one because um, that way I can avoid formula altogether. And I made that year, but um, 
mom guilt thing. So I co-parent and with the co-parenting, those transitions back home are not easy. When she goes to have to stay with her dad and comes back, they're not easy transitions. So we, we ended up, yeah, like we ended up in the sharing her, you know, transition around one. So that's when I was like, that's when I was supposed to stop at right. one. She but then she coming home from, you know, being with her dad and she's super clingy, wanting to want to milk. And I know that that's a great reattachment thing. I know that's like a safety, you know, blanket for her. So guilt is what made me keep doing the past one because of co-parenting and her having to spend the night with her dad. I don't think I knew that. Yeah, that's the only reason. Because at one, I was like, I'm be done at one. But then it was like, oh, you know, she'll be having overnight visits with her dad. I'm like, dang. That mom go to do something. Oh, yeah. I think second babies would be like, you'll be all right. Come you'll down. be okay. <laughs> all right. So my next question. You had to eventually go back to Virginia. You were in Mobile all this time. Mardi Gras weekend. You left and went back to Virginia. And as you stated before, you had a huge supply. So you had some milk stored up, honey. Mm-hmm. So tell us about transitioning yourself, Imani, and all that milk back to VA. Okay. So one thing I, I want to again, before answering the question thing, um, my lactation consultant in doula, I don't know, suggested the how I, remember I was at my sister's house for the first three months. So I'm there the whole time. For some people, you might just straight nurse, but I knew how to go back to work. So it was like, okay, help me come up with a plan. How do I do both? How do I nurse and pump? So I'm having enough when we get back when I got to go back to work full time. And so what she suggested was five weeks straight of, of nursing, you know, only, and then at the five week mark, pump first thing um, in the morning every day. And then I think, so then when she was eight weeks, I gave, we gave her her first bottle, actual bottle. Um, she had no issues. She, it was Christmas day. Her dad gave it to her um, so that she could get used to like other people feeding her, right? Cause I was her feeding, but um, get used to other people feeding her. But so once we left y'all, I had a freezer full of milk I literally had to leave some milk behind because I just had way too much um I know that's sad because they're like you could have donated it or something but anyway (laughs) um so I was like how am I gonna get all this milk on this flight you know you in the airport for two hours then you on a flight for two hours then you got to get back home how am I gonna do all this so I did all this research um and what did I what I settled on settled on was a yeti so I got a Yeti that's expensive as crap. It was a big, big size Yeti that I could still carry on a plane. Um, and I got these big, nice big ice packs that you fill with water and you freeze them. And then they stay frozen for like two days or something crazy. So I, that's what I did. Um, I froze those ice packs because I had two, um, put one in the bottom of the Yeti, put all the milk I could fit in there then put it at the top of the Yeti. Now, let me remind y'all, I'm taking all this stuff through the airport. So be, I had to know, girl, you got to get to the airport early because they, they're going to need to see the milk. They might have to test the milk. Cause I don't know what the rules are when it comes to like how they, you know, a little bit of milk, they find, they don't mess with you, but you taking a whole tub of milk. Um, so going through security with it, um, they did have to like, you know, open it up and stuff, not my milk, but open up the, the freezer the Yeti and see what was in there or whatever. Fortunately, I had a big, a nice stroller where the Yeti would fit at the bottom of the stroller. So I wasn't 
on my shoulder with this because I went I came back and forth by myself when I moved to Mobile I was seven months pregnant by myself with three big old suitcases because I'm moving to Mobile then when I moved back I was by myself so me and Imani and I had to figure out you know how I was going to transport both of us and all of our stuff back so as far as the breast milk part Yeti and really great freezer packs yeah and you use the when you say the uh the milk did you use the same like what packaging system did you use so I did kind as well so the kind system um if you know you pump into the bag you into the milk bag um and they lay pretty flat so I was able to get in a good you know a good amount of milk even though I still had to leave some um it all fit enough fit that out for me to bring back okay yeah. So, but yeah, the kind system again. It's super dope. That kind system is dope, and it comes with a hook to like hook the milk into the bottle piece and put a nipple on. Like that system is dope. I would do that. Absolutely. I wish I, I wish we could. I mean, well, those who want to go back and look into our old Facebook, you can see, um, you know, we actually showed some of the stuff that we used. Yeah, yeah. So feel free to go back. Right. <laughs> uh, question before the last. Okay. But actually, I think you kind of answered some of that question. But once you got back to Virginia. You had to go back to work physically. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. All right, so um, going back to work physically. When I came back, I still had like a little bit of time to transition, right? Like maybe two weeks or something like that. Um, and in that transition, I believe I started getting to a point where I would have someone else feed her, like at least for one or two of her feedings a day so she could get used to it. So the family that was going to be watching her I took her over there um, and would let her, you know, let them feed her so she would get used to like, you ain't gonna be on my boob all the time. Um, but what that looked like, okay, bag lady. That's how I always been a bag lady, but mommy bag lady life is just crazy. So I would have to be real strategic, strategic. So I would nurse her right before we left in the mornings. And then I would pump soon as I got to work because my my job my supply crazy so I got to pump every two hours so I yeah I nurse before we left get to work pump when I get to work and then at work I'm pumping two or three times a day just depending on how far along I was in 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 the nursing thing um she had more than enough milk so we didn't run into you know we didn't run into that problem at all but for me, it was really just like, I'm not going to go deep into it because we'll talk about that separately, but like, just think about having a job and you got to be every two hours like, okay, y'all be back. (laughs) But before this, these are the same people you worked with and they're like, she never had to leave meetings like before. What are you doing? What are you doing? (laughs) So fortunately, the, the culture I was around, it wasn't something I had to be quiet about. Like people kind of knew what was going on. So it was no biggie. Like my boss literally knew it was a man, but he's like a grandpa. He literally knew, you know, like, Hey, this is what I'm doing. I'm still nursing. Um, so they pretty much knew, but it was still awkward for me. Like I got to leave a meeting and everybody else staying. What about all these other people that's here? What they going to think? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think that happened to me one time. So I think y'all would, I probably wore nipple pads in the daytime for a while too, because I would know because my bra would get like a little wet. I'm like, oh, I gotta go, y'all. I gotta go, I gotta go pump. So 
Yeah. yeah. Transition back to work is so big that we dedicate a whole episode to it. So continue to stay tuned because we're going to talk about that some more. Yes. Absolute last question today. <laughs> Will you do this again? If you had another baby or when, I'm going to say when because you want another one. Are you going to breastfeed again? Absolutely. Um, I mean, for me, I feel like a pro now. I'm two, two years, two months in the game. Never thought I would go this long. To me, it's easy breezy. You know, the downsides is really just the inconvenience, right? I come back in town, making new friends. Oh, Johnny, you want to go to this concert with me? Okay, I'll go to the concert. But just so you know, I'm going to be pumping on the way to the concert. And then, you know, when they do an intermission, then I'm going to go pump in the bathroom. And then when we leave, you need to drive because I got to pump on the way home too. You know, like in the beginning when my supply was crazy, like those were the inconveniences of it. I think I probably would want to stay home from work longer next time. Like I would probably want to do at least six months and not just three. Yeah. Um, because about six months, you kind of get a handle, you know, when your supply kind of like not as crazy. Um, so yeah. A lot of parent being a new parent is learning to advocate for yourself. Again, another topic we're going to be discussing in a whole episode. But uh, yeah, learn to advocate for yourself in all spaces because you're not just a mom when you're at home. You're a mom still at work. Yeah. Your mom in every space that you're in. Yeah. And it made me think of us going to the movie theater that time. Girl, Favorite little quick spot. We went to Chick-fil-A, got us some Chick-fil-A, went to park at the movies, eating our Chick-fil-A while pumping so that we can go enjoy this movie without concerned about you engorging or me not having milk. Like legit your mom everywhere you go. And you have to be very strategic. And with all that strategy in place, we still be willing to do it again. So yep. that's a lot. That says it a lot. Does. It does. And my little um, tip, I guess for me is, you know, I'm two years and two months in. People joke with me like, oh my gosh. In our community, even though I know we can go back to history, it's not new to be breastfeeding. But for whatever reason, I think it's the whole, you know, women having to work at some point, whatever the transition was, the African-American community got to the point where they don't breastfeed like that. And so this is a, a newer thing where we are really a lot more health conscious and we're a lot more aware and making different types of decisions. So now it's, it's more becoming more prominent in our community. But if I told like my grandma generation that I'm still nursing at two years and two months, they'd be like, what's wrong with you? Not only them, just like in general, any people like almost as older than me or even my age, they're like, that's crazy. Like, they're like, we don't do that. You know, black don't people do don't do that. That's somewhere yeah. else. Right. Yeah. So somebody joke with me, like, we people don't do that. I'm like, well, and just having, again, community. My best friend, she's had three, first two around. She didn't, wasn't able to do much, but the third one, she nursed and she nursed. So she was two, a little bit older than two. She got a lot of backlash from especially older women about it, just judgmental, like, you know, so you gotta, like at this point, I don't go around and say, oh, I I breastfeed my baby. It's my business, um, but I have to be confident in my decision. I know why I'm doing what I'm doing. I have a baby that I cope that, you know, has to go between two homes. So when she's home with me, that's what she, that's what makes her comfortable to help the transitions easier. So just to kind of tell y'all where I am today with it, um, I am to the point where we don't nurse daytime at all. So it's only right before bed and 
um, well, in an evening feed and then a morning feed before she goes to, you know, school or whatever, um, wherever she's going. Um, the transition down to that was uh, a little bit hard and you just kind of be gotta be strong sometimes. Like most people I know cold turkey and that's the best way cause it's like, take it'll take them like a week and then it's it. Then they done think about it. But because I'm still the little bit once they want more, right? So just kind of like some of the things I had to do were like, um, I used to nurse her when I picked her up from school. So now it's like, um, but what am I going, <laughs> what I'm going to do differently? So she ain't th not thinking about wanting to do it when I pick her up. So the first time <laughs> I was like, I give you some fruit snacks when you get home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now that's, that's her snack when she get home. Instead of her getting milk before she leaves school, she gets fruit snacks when she gets home. So just kind of filling it in with either a different activity. Like if she was a little more less stubborn, I might was like, I could take her walk around the block before we come back home, you know, do something. Right, around that block. <laughs> Imani. Girl, <laughs> but um, I know that wouldn't work for her. So kind of figuring out what you can do to cancel out some of the feedings. So I told y'all the overnight thing was a, eventually she could understand. Then the picking her up from school was, again, she could understand. We're gonna do something different. And no, she don't ask in the daytime no more. Like the only time, again, is when I pick her up. Y'all, when for me, this past weekend, whatever, yeah, the last time I picked her up, I got her, she ain't asked for milk. She just was like, I think I had her iPad or something because on a ride home, she watched her iPad. And so she just went on to the next thing, like iPad. Okay, you go climb in the back. Here's your iPad. Oh my so goodness. Making major progress. That's huge. That's major. Okay. Yeah. I think you, you were, yeah, you talked about how you're weaning and you're to two day, two times a day. And I talked about how mine was legitimately cold turkey, more for health reasons. And everybody's is different but either way the baby's gonna get weaned off don't stress about it don't it's stress i mean you know of course follow through with whatever plan you got but it's gonna happen yeah everything in parenting it's gonna happen don't yeah. don't let people shame you or whatever do what is best for you and your child and know that your story might not be the same let like everybody everybody told me like oh about you know i went to about 18 months and they just got lost interest Okay, let me see if mine's just gonna lose interest 18 months. No, because her story is different. She goes between two homes, you know, whereas they're probably at home with both of their parents all the time. So it was easy, like they didn't need that attachment, reattachment thing. Um, so just know, listen to stories, you know, relate, you know, but know that you yours will probably not fit hardly anybody else's. Right. You gotta do what's best for you. Yeah. Okay, well. Thank you all for joining us on episode four. Um, as I share my breastfeeding story, um, we ask if you didn't hear Shelly's, please go back and listen. And again, we want to reach, you know, the people that we may not be connected to. So if you know people that would benefit from listening, please share. All right. So we'll see you in a week. Subscribe and share. Mm -hmm.